It's the Charmed Ones minus Piper. We are back at it, and I should be back sooner rather than later this time. Hopefully, let's hand to God. Um, because I wanted to do a like three-parter reviewing each episode of the Channel 5 Anne Boleyn new show that came out in like the beginning of June, I think. Um, and if you're not a history person, you probably don't know about it. Don't know, don't care. But it was released. Channel 5 is a British TV show. It's not like American. Um, and it's only available in the UK. So my ass did buy a VPN so that I could watch it. Um, but I haven't watched this first episode yet. I'm about to. But before we get into anything episode related, I did want to briefly bring up the elephant in the room. Which, if you follow, you would know. Um, I think her name is Jodie Smith or Jodie Smith-Turner or something like, something like that. I don't keep up on actresses' names and stuff that I watch unless I, like, have already liked that actor or actress. And I've never seen her in anything before, so don't necessarily remember what her name is. I know her first name is Jodie. Her second name is where I, I'm missing. Um, she is a black actress that they cast as Anne Boleyn for this. And as a white woman, I feel like it's not necessarily my place to speak on it because it's never my experience. It will never be my experience. However, I just want to say, like, I don't care, like, about the casting. My issue is not that they cast a black actor. I just feel like representation is very important and we should be showcasing more black talent and we should be telling more black stories. But my problem comes with, and let me preface this by saying I love Anne Boleyn, but this is a woman who up until recently was perceived as the woman who seduced a king away from his 20-year-long marriage, treated his kid horribly, was a horrible person, horribly ambitious, didn't love him, just seduced him for the fame of it, who then went on to be, to like have multiple affairs, cheated on him, was accused of witchcraft, was a accused of adultery with her brother and would then be executed by her husband that tore apart his country for her it's just you want a black woman to portray that you want a black woman to lead into those stereotypes about black women and you want a black man to do the story of incest with his sister like I just I just don't does nobody see the problem here because again representation matters but good representation matters more. Like what they did with Bridgerton, I feel like they did that really well. And because you know, there's no big issue with Queen Charlotte or if there is, I don't know about it. I just feel like, yes, we should showcase more black actors and black talent, but we need to be mindful that we're not feeding into harmful stereotypes by doing that. And I don't mean just give them, oh, great human role model roles no I mean obviously not but I also feel like you should be mindful not to give them roles that will like feed negative stereotypes that negatively affect their communities which the story of Anne if as having a black woman play her does follow very bad stereotypes on black women I just think they could have done better on that babe could have done better anyway I forget what I was going to say after that. And then to have Jane Seymour, the woman that's going to replace Anne as Henry's husband, be played by a white woman, just seems so very, we could have thought this through some more. How about we could have just thought it through some more? But 
leaving that aside, I was watching this YouTuber's video, a black YouTuber's video on her thoughts of this casting. And she said, basically she said, the only real problem she had with it was like, why are we retelling the same story over and over? Haven't we told Amberlynn's story enough? And I disagree with that because I feel like, yes, we've gotten a lot of content about Anne and about Henry and about the other wives, but we've never gotten a full rounded view of Anne. You know, no adaptation has ever done her truly justice. She's either she can do no wrong, she was a godsend, you know, they framed her, she was perfect, or she's this evil person. You know, like in the Tudors, the first season she was just this evil person trying to seduce him, her family was pushing her into it, blah blah. Second season they tried to give her more of a political side to her, but you don't really get the full view of her, of her person. And I've yet to watch an adaptation that give, makes her a full rounded person who loved Henry, who loves her daughter, who was so passionate about religious reform, who tried to reach out to Mary and was actually really heartbroken on how she was being treated, you know, of who was actually heartbroken for Catherine, who only, this only happened because literally Henry refused to take no for an answer. And it's just like, you don't get this, you don't get shown Anne's struggle and having to accept this and how it felt for her. Because and even, as, even as I say that, you know, I don't know, there's not really a whole lot of proof of how Anne felt. So I say that as a, that's how I wish and believe that she was. But there's no adaptation that even tries to do that. And I'm hoping that this is going to be the one. Before I get into this recap slash review on that first episode, which I just finished watching, by the way. Um, I'm a little particular about... Um, my historical fiction shows but also not very particular about it. it really depends on the thing that it's supposed to be covering like I watched Rain enjoyed it didn't really have any problems with it until they started talking about Anne Boleyn and then I was like I need to turn this shit off and I've also watched the um the other Boleyn girl which let's not ever ever talk about that movie um and I've watched obviously the Tudors and I'm forgetting maybe one or other two things um <laughs> And I'm not that particular like about, oh, the costumes are not correct or this doesn't look like an actual, this isn't like what the actual palace would look like. This isn't actually how they would talk. I'm not particular in that type of sense, but I am pretty particular in the way that characters are shown and like how if, and I'm not that great at like making sure dates and dates are like correct which is probably why I didn't do great in um, history classes because can't keep dates together for anything I forget my own birthday sometimes and how old I am that's not the point so I'm not particular about oh the costumes aren't correct for the time because I probably won't even notice that what I am going to notice is stuff about the characters if they aren't done a certain way or they don't like if some of the things the actions or the big events don't happen in like the right sequence or they don't happen at all that's the type of things that I'm gonna notice and be picky about like let me tell you Allison where I believe she was writing her um six wives series and I bought I only bought the Anne Boleyn book because she's my favorite one and I wanted to see 
what was up with it so I bought that book within the first like couple pages she talks about her sixth finger and I immediately closed the book and never went back to it so that gives you a little hint of like how particular I am about certain things but not about like a lot of things that other people would be particular about so let's get into it it opens up this episode opens up with um it says inspired by truth and lies I did really like that thought it was really intriguing because you know most of what we know about Anne is from people that didn't like her you know so a lot of it might be lies or exaggerations on her character and her actions and things like that so I just thought it was like a really good opener and they did open it up very much giving the vibe of a, of a thriller this whole episode felt like a thriller movie it's a little bit shorter than a movie so it was not like the full length of like a thriller film but it definitely wanted you to get the vibe that it was a thriller which was okay I'm I'm with it I'm with that the camera work though is a little shoddy wasn't really there for that camera work I guess because I'm so used to more high quality productions maybe because um, as far as I understand, Channel 5 usually only does, like, a docu-series. It's their first, like, scripted series. Correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I think that's what it is. And that's probably why the camera work is the way that it is. Because the camera, it, like, seemed like it wasn't, you know, like, it didn't pan correctly and it was a little shaky. Or at times the scene was, like, too dark. It's just, like, little things about how watching it was a little weird. Um, and it didn't go like flawlessly from scene to scene like there was a lot of times where it was like oh we're in this conversation switching to the next scene but I'm left for a couple seconds staring at the this room that the characters were just talking in instead of immediately following them on what the next thing that they're going to do and I was like that's not really necessary I don't think it was just it was just weird so the only thing I noticed about the costumes is that I thought they were very boring looking because Anne was notorious for having spent a lot of money on her clothes and being a very extravagant type of person. You can't tell me she was wearing plain ass dresses all the time. Like those were plain, boring dresses. Like I just, and it's not the fact that they were historically inaccurate, which they may have been, they may not have been. They just looked very, very boring. And one of the first couple scenes is she's just casually chilling, having, playing card games with Jane Seymour Jane Seymour and casually mentioning how um Lady Sheldon like oh have you seen my husband lately have you like basically have you slept with him lately like I don't I can't see that as being very realistic because one there is like some conjecture that she pushed Lady Sheldon or at least asked her to have an affair with Henry because they were like cousins and it was better to keep it in the family than somebody who's going to bring him down. Like, I understand. But I don't think she would bring it up in casual conversation surrounded with her other ladies, you know? And then she's just casually, randomly playing a card game with, like, Jane Seymour. And I, I know that Jane Seymour was one of her ladies. And, like, typically you're going to entertain yourself with your group of ladies-in-waiting. But the way that... I understand it is that the Jane only came to court to beat her lady-in-waiting because Henry had to stay overnight at her family's house and he was like immediately like oh she's so cute and like basically told Anne he was bringing her to be in her household so I can't see her already like Anne would have already been suspicious and jealous of it so I can't see her then just casually wanting to sit and play cards with this woman you know I just that felt a little unrealistic to me 
and then it came off as being very slow like at least at least for the very like beginning half of this episode it was very slow moving and it was just a little bit to get into it I did like however that they were depicting Henry as Anne as being in love because to the best of our knowledge and sources they were still in love for a while even though Henry had started you know straying and maybe getting a little frustrated with her he was still in love with Anne and I liked the fact that they really showed that he was still in love with her in the beginning um and there's a, like a lot of back to the camera work there's a lot of pointless scenes like there would be this scene of characters talking we're getting political intrigue yada 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 and then it's a frame of a peacock for a couple of seconds and I'm like okay and then the next scene opens up to their like on the grounds and there's a peacock there and I'm like okay I mean it like it ties in but there was no reason to have the camera on this peacock for so long like no reason no reason it's just very very seemed very pointless um and I do throw in a lot of um sexy time between Anne and Henry which again I don't necessarily have a problem with because again for me it shows that they were still very much in love and I do appreciate that however it takes away time to further the plot to like we could be doing other things you know like I don't mind it but we could also be using that time for other things so um and then it also shows Henry being not really affectionate like publicly with Jane but it was just like oh his household and Anne's household are all there but then Henry is like with Anne telling her to pet the horse and like oh isn't the horse lovely Jane blah 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 like and I'm like yeah it could just be friendly banter but I mean it's I don't and I could be wrong but I don't believe that Henry was openly favoring Jane until after Anne's miscarriage and this is way before that the scenes of him being like friendly with Jane are way before that which I mean there is some like evidence that we all know that he was eyeing her and like sending her purses and being like oh come meet me yada 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 and she was turning him down but I don't think that was very like in public public like this was basically like in full view of the court like I I I could be wrong again but I just that felt unreasonable to me um and they made Anne seem kind of not kind of but like very unreasonable to being like oh kill the peacocks because they wake me up in the morning and I'm like I mean you could just move them just have them moved it just that's one of my issues with these adaptations is because they always want to make her this not likable character like she's she's just not very likable right now and I get that she's like trying to fight for her life she's like got all this stuff going on I get it but I also think that's where this miniseries is like doing itself an injustice because a lot of people aren't gonna understand like they don't not that they don't know what's gonna happen because I mean this is history I'm sure everybody's heard one version of it somewhere but it's just like it doesn't 
doesn't give the audience time to know Anne, to like her, to understand her character. It's just, I have no reason to like her. And they aren't presenting her in a very likable way to me in this first episode. So, and that's part of the things I don't like. Like, make me like her before you kill her, okay? And then they show this scene of her talking to um, her stepdaughter Mary's governess being like, oh, tell her I'll welcome her back to court and I would love to be her stepmother and make sure Henry hears that I offered this to her. And we actually only have one record of, again, to the best of my knowledge, I could be wrong. Do not quote me on anything that I say here. Um, to my knowledge, we only have one record of Anne, like, actually telling the governess to box Mary's ears when she's being disrespectful. But even then, she said that in a fit of, like, anger because some something had happened. I don't think she actually sent those instructions on. She might have, but I don't. I'm not positive that she actually really sent those instructions to her. And we don't really have any proof that Anne was ever unkind to Mary in any type of way. Like, really, we don't. But every adaptation makes her out to be this horrible, like, wicked stepmother. Is only kind to her to get her husband to like her again. And I'm just like, but did she really, though? Like... We can't portray her as a person who, like, wants to do right by her stepdaughter. I just, I don't know. It was, again, making her not a very likable character. You're not doing this to be nice. You're not doing this because you want your husband to be in the life of his daughter. You're doing this because you want him to look better at you. It just, you're not making her a likable character here. And I already love her. But other audiences, you're not making her a likable character. One thing I do like about this is that it very much shows her religious reform and how she is trying to really make change and reform the church. It wasn't just to get married. Like, she actually wants to make change. She wants to make the church better. She wants to just do better for people that have less than her. She wants people to be educated. She wants women to be educated. She wants new ideas and new art and all of this. And it's really showing how Cromwell... Is just in it for the money he's not really in it for the reform she's in it for the reform and that's a great distinction to make because she did not do this just to get married she did not do this to make her money for herself she did this to reform the church because that's what she honestly believed in now they do show her being quite not like not very not cruel cruel but like unkind to jane seymour which if I were her, I could. I don't begrudge her too much for being unkind to Jane Seymour because we all know at this point it's obvious in this episode that she knows and the whole court knows that he, he being Henry, is after Jane a little bit. So we all know. And, like, I understand her being like, you know, maybe you should step away. You don't want to be in my way. Let me embarrass you a little bit, yada, yada. Like, I I fully understand. And that was really her only way of getting back at it. Like, I, I can't be too mad at her. However, I liked the scene of her and Jane at the lake. I liked their discussion, how Anne was, like, basically trying to give her a life lesson, you know, like, talking about how if you're the center of attention they people make you feel a certain way 
even though you're not this way and I just thought it was a good speech right up into the kiss like what was the point of that and not even because it was two females kissing but it was just like there's no it's just there's no reason for it I just don't understand like it didn't make sense because a person so religious as Anne would first of all never have done that and I just (laughs) it was just funny it was just really funny (sighs) it was just unnecessary it was just so unnecessary and this show is also really bad at showing how royalty would accurately be treated because I don't know how many times you see Anne alone and I'm like first of all she would never be allowed to be alone like never ever you see Henry alone after he's had his accident he's just chilling in his bedchamber alone and then she walks in and they just chill together alone I'm like um no I'm pretty sure even if they were having sex there was still like one of Henry's like men just like standing outside the door waiting for them to be done so that he could then just like wait outside the door to make sure that they were being guarded and like that nothing happened like there's no way they're just alone all the time and Anne and Jane just being alone by the side of a river would just never have happened like you're just not gonna be alone and then And then Anne, after seeing Henry in his room and being like, oh, he's hurt, just randomly runs out into the woods and watches some stable hands kill Henry's horse. And again, she's just alone. Like it's, you just, it just doesn't make any sense because anything could happen to her, especially with her being pregnant during this scene. There's just no it just would not have happened, okay? It just would not have happened. And that's the, the, the things that bother me. Like, I'm not so much worried about if the costumes are accurate, but it's just like, that would not have happened, bro. It would not have happened. And the horse killing scene was really random when it first came on the scene, like when it first came up. But then the next scene, Anne is like, did you order them to kill your horse? And Henry was like, yeah, she threw me. I can't you know, have a horse that I can't trust is going to throw me or whatever. And it was like, that was very clear foreshadowing of what was about to happen to Anne. And, you know, I'm actually glad it was there. I first wrote down the note of like, oh, that was so random. Like, why am I watching this horse bleed out? That's so sad. But then the next scene made you understand why it was there. It was a clip, like cleverly placed foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Anne. And another thing, this series is really leading in leaning into the theory that Henry's injury like the there's some theory that he um when he fell off his horse in that jousting accident that gave him his leg injury that would never heal that he also hit his head and that's what caused his change in personality because he if you look at record he was a very different person after this from the person that he was before this accident and I feel like they're really leaning into this because he was not the same after this and after that in this season he's like just very cruel in real life and in this series um so then after this Anne has a nightmare she just like sneaks 
into Henry's room alone and I'm just like first of all it's been recorded that Henry had people had his like bed chamber like servants or whatever sometimes would sleep in the bed with him to just make sure that shit didn't go down but at the very least they were sleeping at the foot of his bed so you can't tell me you're just gonna walk in and not get held at knife point for just randomly walking into the king's room like it's just not realistic that's not how that would have happened first of all she can't even sneak through i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure the queen's chambers and the king's chambers were like on opposite ends or were they not i think it depends on the palace there was one palace i was seeing that they were like literally right across the hall from each other but still that means Anne would have to get out of bed, wake up her own ladies who slept on the foot of her bed, to then go down the hall, who's going to encounter guards and servants, to then sneak into his room, who's where you're then going to encounter more servants? Like, it's just... No. Not possible. That irked me. It really did, if you can't tell. And then, Lady Rochford, which is Anne's sister, her brother, George, his wife whose name is also Jane, so I'll just call her Lady Rochford, so there's no confusion. Lady Rochford was shown here as being really cruel to Anne and being like, oh, I hear your husband is saying he was been he was bewitched into this marriage with you and he's been seen with Jane Seymour and just being unnecessarily mean. And I hate this. I hate this. Because there's no record that Lady Rochford accused her sister-in-law or her husband of any wrongdoing that's philippa gregory for you twisted the narrative on everybody there's no historical evidence of that there's no historical evidence of her and Anne having a bad relationship there's actually evidence of them having a good relationship so why are we making this woman out to be a bitch for no reason i don't think i've seen a series do Lady Rochford justice either because she's always this scheming maniacal bitch who gets her husband and his sister arrested on charge of incest and adultery and I'm just like but that didn't happen y'all are literally mangling this woman for no reason no reason what did she do to you huh what did she do to you other than have an unfaithful husband what did she do to y'all nothing justice for Lady Rochford okay justice but then Anne is trying to storm to Henry's, you know, they don't actually say where he was. He, he might've been in his chamber. He might've just been in, in his office, might've been like a council room. They don't say. And their set was like crazy small. Like you could tell based on the scenes that it was like a crazy small set because you went from one room and then literally to the next. And it was like, it was just crazy small set. You could just tell it was a crazy small set that it was not realistically believable that this was supposed to be like a huge ass palace that they were in because it's just you could just tell that the set was so small but she walks into this room or she's trying to walk into the room and her uncle stops her by literally touching her and then he's like and you don't want to go in there and i'm like first of all yes family might have been able to get away with stuff like that but they were in public like the scene sh the scene shows them being in full view of the court that would not her uncle would not have had the nerve to do that in full view of the court whether she was in favor or out of favor and she was still pregnant at the time so she was in favor so it's just like he would not have done that but she's just like get out of my way and call me by my title so he does 
and then she barges in the room and sees Jane on Henry's lap which I think is true I think there's record that that did happen and that she flew into a rage and they show her as tearing off the necklace from Jane's throat and then slapping her while she's just sitting in Henry's lap and he's just staring at Anne while she does this and I'm like first of all there is like record that Anne tore and like a a locket off of Jane's neck because it had Henry's portrait inside of it but I think that that happened like in Anne's chamber in front of like her ladies not like in front of Henry and then Henry was a very possessive person you can't tell me that if he's supposedly falling in love with Jane he doesn't like Anne anymore that he's just okay with Jane getting slapped around right in front of him you can't tell me that he wouldn't have jumped up and been like hey don't touch her and been like a thing like it just seems very weird to just have her sitting there and then Anne just slapping her and Henry's doing or saying nothing like that's just very very weird um and then it shows her going into early labor and then having her stillborn son and then it shows her waking up and having to be told that the baby was dead and then it shows her literally like that same day that she wakes up trying to get out of bed to get up to go out and see Henry and she's like struggling to get dressed she's struggling to stay up and it just and you see there's this great scene of her walking down the hallway like visibly struggling to even hold herself up and it pans down to the ground where she's walking it's just like droplets of blood behind her because she's like obviously still bleeding from having just given birth and it just really did an amazing job of showing how desperate she was and how like fear she was in and how just how this must have felt for her because there is written record I read it in David Starkey's um, book about the six wives where I think it was after her miscarriage she was recorded of having said to somebody or maybe not after her miscarriage but she was recorded having said to somebody they will do with me worse than they did with Catherine and I'm just like so she was very much in the know like she knew that if it went wrong it was going to go very wrong for her because unlike Catherine she did not have foreign family members with armies and connections and lots of money that Henry needed to fear setting her aside and all of those things didn't help Catherine in the end anyway so why would Anne believe that she was going to make this out out of this okay I don't believe that Anne ever really thought that Henry would kill her or go to the lengths that he did to get rid of her but I do believe she always had the thought in the back of her head like if he ever wants to get rid of me it's gonna be a shit show like because as much as she would have wanted to fight I don't think she would have because she knew she doesn't have the capability of fighting the way Catherine did so anyway I, I that was a lot of thoughts about this um I will watch the second and the third episode and do another recap slash review. Um, so, I again, a lot of thoughts. I'm not even sure how I really feel about this show because I had 
a lot more complaints than I did things I liked about it, I thinked. I thinked. I thinked. I think. Can't get my thoughts correct or my speech patterns. But let's gay. Gay. Yeah. Okay. Let's say out of five stars, I want to give it like three stars. Three. I was not super impressed by it, but I was also not super disappointed by it. I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it. But um, so far, like I said, not super impressed, but I'm not super disappointed either. This might be one of those adaptations where it's very firmly, it was okay. And that's, again, okay. But I do, will keep hoping and holding out hope for an adaptation that will show Anna's a very well-rounded person because that's what we need. We need to show her as the well-rounded person that she was. And we need to show Henry as a well-rounded person. We haven't shown him as a full person either. We're just doing all of them an injustice because we make all of them one-dimensional as if they're just characters instead of like real people. But that will be the end of this recap of Anne Boleyn Channel 5's episode 1 and I will be back with episode 2. I'm a witch, you're a witch, we're all witches together.